0: This episode is sponsored by Big Daddy Graphics. Big Daddy Graphics is the only full-time, full-service Parisburg spirit wear store in Parisburg. They have two full-time graphic artists on staff to assist customers in creating eye-catching designs and full catalogs from the leading makers of quality garments, including Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, Holloway, Badger, among other top brand manufacturers. Big Daddy Graphics offers screen printing and embroidery for anyone from the sports world to the corporate one. They also offer promotional products emblazoned with logos. They can put your logo on nearly 1 million different types of promotional products, from coffee cups to golf tees, key fobs to lanyards, and hundreds of thousands of other products. So whether you live your life on the field or in the office, Big Daddy Graphics has you covered. To get started on your design, visit BigDaddy-Graphics.com. This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at RealJP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R E L J P.com. Let's start the show.
1: Hi, I'm uh, Laney Bidleck.
2: And I'm Lane Bidleck. And, and this is, is the Nerdball Nerd Ball
1: podcast. podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher.
0: All right, got it, nice. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Um I noticed what well, we kind of talked because you have you guys have a podcast too, right? We and did. what is your podcast? Called?
1: Um it's called All the Things with Lane and Laney.
0: Um and what uh, what how did that come about?
2: Boredom and COVID. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we started out in a closet. Literally in yeah, a right. probably Five by eight closet mm-hmm. that was half full of her crap, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I strung some uh, blankets on the ceiling and the side walls mm-hmm. and the door and tried to make it completely soundproof. Yeah, and uh, we just sat literally like a foot away from one another, sweating, Sweat- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sweating it out in this closet, just saying, you know, we're gonna go for it. Let's yeah, let's just blabber on, see if anyone gives a crap about it. So, yeah. and here. did
0: you did you guys listen to podcasts before? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We're both pretty big into podcasts. All kinds. Yeah, I like true crime the best. Sure,
0: everybody yeah. everybody loves those. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. i say, and I'm big into Joe Rogan. He's got <laughs> such a variety of people mm-hmm. and comedians and hunters and God, <laughs> psychedelic people and all that stuff. So
0: you know, I, I used to listen to him, but then he moved strictly to Spotify. Yeah, and I don't use Spotify for podcasts, so, and I just use Stitcher on my Android. So I don't, mm. I don't, I. Plus, his are four hours, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> which I could I could do at my old position, but I got promoted to a supervisor, and I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to, so I had to lose some somewhere. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, and his was one of them. You know,
2: <laughs> we 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 waffled back and forth on how long the podcast, our podcast, yeah. should be, but you know, in my eyes, I think the longer you talk with somebody, the mm-hmm. more they can get rid of that shield or that rehearsed, sure, yeah. thing that they always say to people, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, you can get down to some really deep questions once you maybe expose them on something that they either weren't prepared for or you go a little deeper than, oh, so what do you do for a living? And, yeah. You know, then you're, you're 45 minutes in. Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> nice to know you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. But if you go longer than that, then you're, you know, you're speaking with somebody and they're like, eh, I can kind of let my guard down. Or you asked mm-hmm. the right question or you built off another idea that we already talked about. And, yeah. So we kind of waffle. I think the longest one we've ever had is probably two and a half hours, maybe.
1: Well, we had to do a two parter once because it was yeah so long. Oh, really? Yeah, we did a two part just because. I mean, we've had people say, "Oh, they're just so long, I can't listen to them mm-hmm. all at once." I'm like, "Well, that's why there's pause button. You can come back <laughs> yeah. and listen to it." Yeah. And, you know, I do that too. I my sweet spot is like 45 minutes to an hour, but you know, he likes the super long ones. So we just it kind of varies mm-hmm. every every one we do.
0: Yeah, I try to st- I stay around an hour, um, but I, I do agree, like it's, like you said, the more you sit with someone, the more just naturally it's going to happen, you oh, know, yes. and I like an hour because I got two kids and, and you know, and I'm married and I don't want to, like, I feel like my kids are up there like, okay, we got to be quiet now. Right. Now, after a while, they forget I'm down here and I'm sure <laughs> you'll hear thunder and lightning, you know, but, but, um and also, I know what I like to listen to, yes. um, and I like to keep it around there. But I also listen to, you know, 50 different podcasts. Yeah. So yes. I have other ones that, okay, wrap this up or, or whatever. I want to get to my next one. Um, so, but I understand that. But I do like the fact that, because that's what I want to do. I want to eventually, like, hey, let's get into some stuff, you know. And sometimes we yeah. can. And, so, and sometimes it's, I had my daughter's baton twirling coach on here, and, I, and mm-hmm. it was just talking about baton. And that's all we needed to talk about for that one. Mm-hmm. You right. know? It didn't have to be all anything special. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah, so you do everything more locally, right? I mean, you've yeah. had a couple of guys. Uh, who am I thinking of? Ryan, guitar player.
0: Uh, oh, Dunlap. Dunlap. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
2: he's he's been everywhere, mm-hmm. I and mean, he traveled and toured and things like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We we get people that are across the United States. Yeah. Well, um, the problem is you can't get them here in the basement. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the bear of it. You know, we'd love yes. to have them at our house, sit across from them, actually look them in the eye when we're yeah. talking to them. But you know, we get them on Zoom calls, and some of them have been really good, and other ones have just been like, "All right, this is breaking up; it's getting spotty, yeah. you know, losing internet yeah. connect, internet connection and stuff like that." But mm-hmm.
1: or they only give you an hour to talk because they're on a time constraint, and yeah. then you just yeah. get to that hour, and you're like, "Oh damn, I've got all these <laughs> questions yeah. I didn't ask you yet." Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. And, and and that's you know, I I haven't done any Zoom. I did a few Zoom when COVID first hit. I talked to my friends and stuff about how it was affecting them and what they did. But I don't like, and I think it's just something I got to get over because I don't like the way it sounds. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Even
0: when I listen to some and I know it's on Zoom, and if it's somebody I really like, I'll listen to it. But if it's something I was like, "Eh, I really don't need to hear this, if it's on (laughs) Zoom, I'll, I I don't know. It's just something for me that I don't like, but I have to get over it because I'm sure people don't care as much as I do, you know? Um, Because there is people that I want to talk to. Even people that I know, like one of my t- uh, teachers from Owens, when I went there, he, he, uh, I went for landscape and turf grass management. All he's an awesome mm-hmm. horticulturalist. Um, and I want to talk to him. And every time he's around town, I always catch him too late. He's like, wow, we can do it over phone, over phone. In my head, I'm just like, ah, oh, I just, I don't like to do that. <laughs> yeah. But I just got to get over it, I think.
1: Yeah. You, you know. didn't like it at first either. What? Well, having to do Zoom, but it's opened us up to more people. Yes, yeah. It sure. Definitely does. Yeah. But like
2: I said, it doesn't, it, takes away that interpersonal communication because you're staring at them on the screen mm-hmm. but the sound is only picked up by whoever's talking yeah so it's just a big pain in the butt because you want to talk don't jump in and cut off their idea but you want to agree with them or laugh with them and right. the screen's bouncing back and forth and the audio's picking up you know whoever's talking there at might that be time. a
1: delay and yeah. yeah yeah
2: so it's not the same thing but mm-hmm. in the, in the essence the, the whole idea is to get as i'm sure you know to get uh, content for people, yeah. You know, so if, like in your instance, you don't want to listen or you prefer not to listen to someone who's crackly and breaking up over mm-hmm. uh, a Zoom call, but if you're really interested in that person, you'll yeah. continue to listen to what they have to say, whether you're kind of breaking off or not. You know.
0: Yeah, so I think that's. I mean, I just got to get that through my head. <laughs> like people, yeah. I think listeners who, however many there are, will like it regardless because they know me or right. or they want to hear it anyway. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for so. sure.
1: And they're probably not as critical as we all are. You know? <laughs> oh, never, never. No, I yes, no, I 100 percent agree on that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. So you guys, you you said you decided to get this going because of COVID. Um, how did you decide what the podcast was going to be about, or was that something that like changed as you were doing a podcast, or you said this is what it's going to be at the beginning and it's something else now, or? I well, I think it's evolved. Yeah.
2: I say it's evolved, but you know we encompass the whole the whole title, all the things mm-hmm. with Lane and Laney. It it opened the door for us and allowed us to encompass everything. So we can talk talk to a cook, we can talk to a fighter pilot, we can talk to a movie star, we can talk to somebody that's on drugs. We can mm-hmm. we, you know it can be anything. That yeah. way, I mean I guess it doesn't really uh, pigeonhole us to a certain populace, which is the only disadvantage to the whole thing. You know. Uh, I don't know what specific thing you were going for with Nerdball.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, that was a whole different thing in itself because it yeah. started with me and my friend, and it was a totally different podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? But I enjoyed the name, and I liked it, and I didn't want to lose the little following we had. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just kept it, and um, now, to me, it's it's more about me finding out about things. Or some people, because before it was like, oh, I don't... I don't know anything about sports i go and i had to shed that like it's not a sports podcast yes. it's not yeah. you know just because i do that where i that's the people i know you know so i had to shed that a little bit but but now it's just me trying to figure out other things about people and that because i love talking to people yeah. and just learning things and that's what that's like joe rogan you know there's some people that like, i have no idea who this guy is and three hours later i'm like man that was pretty awesome yeah right. you know? exactly yeah
2: And i think that that's... was a, that was our goal
1: well we i mean we started because we didn't we didn't know who to interview or, you know, what topics. So it just started with him and I talking about ourselves. And we're like, you know, we're we're parents. We live in the Midwest. I feel like a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. us on a certain level. So we did that. And then it got to the point where we wanted to branch off. And we've researched, you know, different places to get guests. And he's been really good at finding some really unique people. And um, it's been fun, you we, know.
2: Yeah, say the first, what, <clears throat> 10... Ten, twelve 12 episodes just her and I talking back and forth.
0: Yeah, how, how is that? Because you guys know each other so well, presumably. Like, how does that... Like, what do you guys Wait. talk about?
2: Well, that's, that's a little bit of a bear. We run out of stuff to talk yeah. about. You know, yeah. we kind of expose ourselves a little bit and say, you know, this is how I feel about you and kind of what you do and this, that, and the other. But you, you kind of run out of things to bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know... Whether we've lost people or gained people because we got away from that, but yeah. we're gonna kind of go back to that, I think I
1: mean we talked about everything from you know love languages, and we'd take tests you know on the air while we were recording yeah. and that sort of thing to I just finally quit my full time job this summer, and so we did a big long podcast about how you can quit your job and start your own business and it's scary, but you can do it mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think of some of the other things we.
0: Well, well, that's what's good about having your own podcast is uh, you can do whatever you want. Right? Yeah. yeah,
1: you don't have somebody telling you what to <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. And,
0: and I always when me and my friend started this, I go, "Hey, if pe- there might be zero listeners, right. but but as long as we're having fun, it doesn't matter." Exactly. You know?
2: Yeah. Let's yeah. say we're we're not trying to look at the number of times we've mm-hmm. had a podcast, and we're up to the mid thirties, almost lower forties. I mean, we've only been doing it not even a year. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know to me it's more about the content mm-hmm. and i don't think we've had an episode that's gone maybe less than 45 minutes yeah and
1: we look at it as like a therapy session too sure. for yeah. us and and like a date night or you know a day date it's an hour at least of uninterrupted time together so mm-hmm.
2: yeah i was going to i was going to actually going to ask you today if you had a button over there that that gave out beeps no, for when I would drop a, a bomb or two. No, you know? no. Norm, <laughs> normally, what I do,
0: normally what I do is, if it's if. It's excessive, or there's something we talked about that there was someone I interviewed and she felt bad about it. Um, But we talked about edibles for a little bit. And uh, I just put in the show notes, like, hey, edibles are talked about if you don't want your kid to hear that or whatever. She goes, oh no, you had to put a note in there about my podcast. I go, no, I just, it's because I know coaching sports, there's parents that listen, that could listen to it and their kids might be around. So I just let people know. I I don't really care. Uh, Even when it was me and my friend, um, I'm pretty good about not cussing because of, just because yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at it, you know, and and yeah, being around kids all the time, and um, but if people do it, you know, I just say, hey, cuss words were said, no, you know, not a big deal. I was gonna yeah. say,
2: how do you how do you discern the material that uh, people come at you with? I mean, you you pick the right people or people you find interesting to come mm-hmm. to the show, but then is it just like, okay, let's let's keep this to a minimum? I I I deal with kids, i I'm, I'm kind of local. Let's not talk about. Know the sex toys you like to play with and you know, stuff <laughs> <No>. like that. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't care because I want people to feel comfortable, and that's why I didn't yeah. let her know. Like, hey, let's let's keep it around this level. We can talk about whatever anybody wants to talk about, yeah. and then yeah. it's up to me to tell my audience. Here's right. here's what happened. Oh, okay. You can decide what you if you want to listen to it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, because in, in my show notes, I'll, I'll say. Um, hey, we talked about this, this, and this, and so much more, or whatever. You know, I don't necessarily have to put out a disclaimer if I don't want to, but I can right. tell it in the description what we talked about. Because yeah. I, I never want to, you know, Catch censor people or-, or anything like that. Even the people that listen or the people that come in here, I don't want to. I don't want to censor them. I let them be them. If they cuss yeah. every other word. Whatever, you know, I'm not going to okay. be, I'm not the police about that, you know, so <laughs> I can, I can just. De- I mean, ultimately I can decide like, ah, eh, we just won't put that one out, you know, but yeah. I've right. never done that, Yeah. So except there was one time because it was just bad audio, but that was the only reason I didn't do it, but you know, I, I'm, I, I want people to feel welcomed and I want people to be able to talk about whatever they want to talk about.
2: Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Let's say we, we usually sit down, if it, we, like we said, we turn it into a date night mm-hmm. and we'll get a, a drink or two and we'll have a drink or two. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, feelings flow a little sure, better. Sure, yeah. Lang- language <laughs> flies off your tongue a little flippid. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. throw out some expletives, and it's just us being us. I mean, we normally cuss like sailors, but not, not around <laughs> not kids. Not around our kids, yeah. no. Yeah. Not around kids, and, you know, certain people we can kind of pick up whether they're, okay, he's not going to appreciate it, or she's not going to appreciate <laughs> if I say an off-key joke or, you know, yeah. reference or something like that. But yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a funny thing.
0: Yeah, I just I, I always just wanted to keep it nor- as normal as possible. Yeah. it's already awkward and weird because people aren't used to sitting in front of microphones. Right. So I don't want it to, to feel like even more like okay now now because you're in front of this you got to change your personality. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, um. So who who are uh, just so so my listeners understand mm-hmm. who are some of the people that you um had on your podcast that they might be interested in checking out.
1: Uh, we started with local people. Um some of our, our friends that we know that have businesses just to kind of tell their story and how they got started. Um, we've had Laurel's princess parties, crowned cakes by Jess, um, Addison Hollins. He's a local realtor. Um, we had one of your friends that you went to high school with that's been in prison mm-hmm. and oh, wow. were, was able to tell his whole story. And that was the two parter episode. Um, that was very interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I like those ones that are, um, is, is, it's not a, it's not a normal thing to know somebody in prison, but no. it's, but it's not unique also, right, you right. know, to sort of have someone talk about it, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, he was very candid about it and he's definitely turned his life around and mm-hmm. um, it's, it was a good story. And that's, I think what we're mostly about is, you know, we just want to tell where people came from, what they're doing and, you know, cause so many people can relate you know somebody might have gotten into a bad spot and
0: mm-hmm. but yeah I've yeah. talked to him, I talked about my brother before he uh died uh over a year ago now of an overdose and that's another thing like a lot of people deal with drugs right, right? and drug use in their family and I think it's important for for people to understand that kind of stuff you Absolutely.
2: know well when people like to hear the real story mm-hmm. and you don't get as as a podcast listener you kind of get a voyeuristic a viewpoint of it you get to sit and listen to someone talk like her and i talking back and forth in the closet mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> you know somebody can just sit there and like my mom says you know it's like i'm listening to you guys just have a private conversation said,
3: yeah. i'm not sure i'm supposed to be listening yeah to this. <laughs>
2: so you know you like got we
1: didn't get crazy it's just you know yeah it's just us, us being us so yeah. if you
2: yeah. got a, a guest on and they're telling their <laughs> life story of you know doing drugs and blowing up a, a meth tumbling agent in front of them and yeah. getting themselves burned. I mean, this is a true story. Yeah. And yeah. You, you just get to sit back and go, "Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god." And you're intrigued by it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you're not filtering them. You're just letting them tell their story. Sure. That's that's you know, in the heart of it, I guess that's our our whole message that we're doing. We a little a little bit too much. We let people just come on and tell their story. and We give them questions and we prompt them and and things like that, which is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But it, and I think we need to get more involved and kind of throw our viewpoints in there and kind of probe them a little bit more, um, just based on more podcasts that I'm listening to.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know?
0: it, it, yeah, and it takes a while to figure out. I mean, I'm always figuring out how to interview people because um, I also don't, I want to get away from my. My podcast saying, Hey, what's your podcast about? Oh, I interview people because I don't want it to be that. I want it to, Hey, I'm, I just sit down and talk to people, Mm -hmm. you know, because now it's, then when people come in here, they have the expectation, which that's what it is for me to like steer the conversation. Yeah. I don't want it to be that way. One of my favorite episodes was when I had two football players on here and it was, it was probably the best episode because they we all just talked about things yeah, yeah. like it wasn't me like there wasn't silence where there's like okay what's the next question right right which i mean that's part of it too but i want to get more away from that where yeah. we could just talk just a more natural flow. yeah that's what yeah. i really
2: want i got yeah. two yeah. friends at home that we just went to their ohio state michigan football party and they're just a riot <laughs> yeah the two of them they're just kind of they're off off key but very down-to-earth people but mm-hmm. my god they're so fun
3: yeah
2: and I want so bad get them. I know they're going to listen to this, so Jason, (laughs) I'm going to have your ass on my podcast Uh, just to get them in the room and just have a few drinks and just sit there and bullshit back and forth. And it's like, God, that's that's what ultimately I want to have. I don't want it to be like a. So, this is where you were in your
0: life (laughs) at this point. Yeah,
1: remember that guest we had that had to know all of our questions before. Oh, really? Came in and we were like.
0: Do you guys kind of, do that normally? Like no, have no. have that's questions a, prepared? That's not. I mean, yeah, I me mean, neither. I me mean, neither.
2: Oh, we have. Just,
0: yeah, we have he you guys have questions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah I, yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, a lot of times I know the people, but I just yeah. come in here and talk about whatever. You know. Yeah.
1: We like to have some just in case, but because mm-hmm. you know sometimes we totally don't know the people at all. Mm-hmm. But this person, you know, had to have them, and then he literally wrote out answers to every. Oh man. And then just read them off, and it was like, Oh
0: this
1: yeah. is not not what we were.
2: Going and for and it. the reason we had him on was because we believed that the things he was going to talk about were more uh, liquid or genuine okay. and his own different way of doing things. And then he came in and basically read off a script. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, like oh. damn, this isn't going the way we wanted yeah. it to. But okay. it's, it was so good. He loved it. He was an older guy. He loved it. Yeah, he, he called was... me numerous times afterwards and thanked me for it. <laughs> it's like someone gave him the spotlight. You know, Sure, yeah. yeah. That's what we want to do to yeah. people. We feel like there's just so many people out there with so many interesting stories mm-hmm. that nobody listens to anybody anymore. Yeah. You know, everyone's in, in such a big hurry to jump in and give their idea and, oh, I know what you're talking about. I did this, <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. It's like, one up you, you. Yeah. They, they try to <laughs> yeah. one up you. They try to steer the conversation or they try to bring it back to about them. And it's like, we just put the question out there and let you. You know digest it mentally, and then just kind of spew whatever comes out of your heart and your mind you yeah. know so
0: and, and that's what's hard about when you're when you're talking to people is trying to like you said probe and 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 ask better or like more questions than that particular thing, but also trying not to take the narrative away from whatever they're saying yes. you know and and that's why you know talking about telling people stories that's why I, I really enjoy uh interviewing football players yeah. um or i I've done a couple of like lacrosse players and because they don't, you know, the, their friends are the ones who they talk to, but they don't have yeah. adults talk to them about adult things sometimes. Right. Mm. And I get stuff out of it, too. Like, I get practice of, of talking to kids like them. And also, some kids are good at talking and some aren't. Yeah. So it, it's, it helps me become a better uh, speaker and interviewer, but also helps them because when do they get the chance to do that and maybe they feel more confident going forward doing talking to other people.
2: Exactly. Absolutely. And so you you do public speaking as well, correct?
0: Uh, I've I've done some. I'd like to do more. And yeah. I told my wife, I go, I would love to be a motivational speaker, but I don't even know how you start doing that. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the thing I do is I like I, I love giving pregame speeches. So I coach the JVs on Saturdays, so I give pregame speeches. Uh, I do a speech at the end of the year uh, at our banquet uh, that the new coach you know continued to let me do this year. Um, whenever I get a chance, you know, I I spoke at. Uh, Miss Durr, the the STEM teacher at the junior high, mm-hmm. uh, she let me come in. and I spoke to every single class all day about oh, wow. podcasting. We started about podcasting, and then she even said like, Lorenzo does a lot of things. You can talk to ask him any questions about life, about anything. And I was yeah. all for it. You know, it's it, cool. so it's just fun to talk. You know, or hopefully I'm helping people. You know, so oh
3: yeah, yeah.
2: I love the motivational speaker aspect of things. Yeah, uh, just to sit and talk with some somebody and. and like we had a motivational speaker on, I you know he, he got me all giddy because I was excited to get <laughs> yeah. him on. I've yeah. been following him for like three years, okay, and I sent him an email once two years ago, and he responded. and I'm like, oh gosh, this is so cool, <laughs> and he's just a content creator on, on uh, YouTube, yeah, and he considered himself a storyteller, mm-hmm. not a motivational speaker or a guru, you know. And after interviewing him, but I was excited as hell to have him on, and just to listen to him talk. It, I don't know, it inspires you. It Mm -hmm. just takes your mind to a different place. So when you talk about being a motivational speaker, it's like you just get up there and, like I said before, you spew from the heart and people are just, just take it in. It's just one person up there doing something that other people are just so afraid to do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That alone is one
0: thing. So, well, that's, are you, do you guys, before you started podcasting, was this something you guys were comfortable with or did you have to get like used to? speaking because you're not necessarily speaking in front of people you know you are but it's not immediate
1: no i i hate speaking in front of people (laughs) absolutely hate it so i mean this was okay because i i can get my feelings out but i'm not i'm doing it in front of him so you know yeah there's people listening but i try not to think about that
0: well that and there's no immediate reaction besides you know your husband right you know
1: yeah but i you're more comfortable Talking in front of people than I am, I think.
0: Yeah,
2: say I was. I've done some some teaching at Stotzenberger for two years, oh, okay. and you know, I was the one that always put his hand up first. Who's going to go first in college to yeah. give the uh, the speech or the <laughs> whatever he had to do in front of the class? And yeah. like, do it, let's get it over with. Yeah, I was and, the one that didn't make
1: eye contact yeah. with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I was. I used to. I was never that way. I used to be really shy. Never oh, talk. Really? Yeah, never yeah. talk to people. Um, all through high school even I took a speech class class at Owens and um which I was nervous about but I was more nervous because when they were doing a roll call they said Melcher I'm like oh right here they go Cindy Melcher I go oh no that's my mom <laughs> so my mom was in my class I didn't even know that Oh for real Yeah she was it, she just she was late that day Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> was the first day she was late so then that that made it even worse like I can't even like say now my mom's here watching yeah. me do these and she's like good job honey or no. whatever you know like, <laughs> That's but funny. but you know once I started coaching, um, I I couldn't be that way. It yeah. forces you oh, yeah. to do these other things, and and uh, that w- it became more of an issue when I became a head the head freshman football coach at Perrysburg. Um, this was years ago, um, and I realized like oh I got to talk to parents, I got to talk to these kids every day, yeah. I got to have plans. They look they learn, they're looking for me to lead them and for things, sure. and it kind of like forced me to do it, which I really enjoyed. Um, I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, um, but I ended up loving it. And now I do all this stuff. And I just like you raising your hand. I told when I started working at the Metro Parks, I was there for three months, and I said, "Hey, um, I met one of the higher ups. I said, hey, can we start this podcast?'" He's like, "Oh yeah, I've always wanted to start a podcast for the Metro <laughs> Parks." And I was I was there like I said for three months, and we started a podcast. Oh, cool. So it's just like I think if I can, I always tell kids too, like. <clears throat> If you have ideas, like you can tell people. Yes. You know the worst is is just holding stuff in because you're afraid someone's going to say no or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's it's uh, I mean it's it's easier said than done. You yeah. know, because you're always sure. worried about what people are going to think of me. You know, my mom is the best, and <laughs> she doesn't give two shits of what people think of her. You know, <laughs> yeah. but she tells people everything. She was she was an alcoholic. She's been sober. Um, I always forget, but which is probably horrible of me. <laughs> but <laughs> close to twenty years. Oh, wow. um, but she's been to prison, and you know she's went to jail a few times, and so she doesn't care, and she tells yeah. people like it is, and you know, and she apologizes for it to me sometimes. I go, Mom, I don't care. You're my mom. I know you're right. telling me because you love me, you know. Yeah. But I admire that because that's that's a tough thing to do. That is hard yeah. to do. Yeah.
1: I feel like the older I get, the easier it gets because mm-hmm. you care less what other people think.
3: Sure. Yeah.
1: You know, when you're younger, college and things, it's. A lot more difficult but now you know being a business owner and i talk to people you know every day you just you get more confident because mm-hmm. you have to yeah you don't have a choice so. yeah
0: especially if it's your business you're like hey if right. i if i'm not saying stuff no one's gonna buy whatever i'm saying exactly yeah yeah so i'll say yeah we did a
2: we did a whole podcast on the advantages of aging
0: oh yeah and okay everyone's, everyone's always
2: griping about <laughs> Getting older. Oh, my back hurts. <laughs> ah, not. You know, just grumbling about sure, aging. Yeah. You know? Everybody's got their problems. Everybody knows it. But What are the positives to aging? Mm-hmm. And one of those was, you know, your I don't give a shit filter really sure, yeah. gets larger. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because, uh, you know, the things that matter to you most are right there in front of you. You Keep those right there in your bubble. Yeah. And then other factors come in and just start trying to chip away at that, trying to vie for your attention. And you have to just tell them to, you know, F off. Yeah. Stiff arm them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that really helps you as you get older as far as public speaking or saying what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Not giving a shit about things. So, you know, it's one of the things we talked about. But I think, like Landy said, her filter's definitely gotten larger. Yeah. Because it has to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, and uh, and uh, what is your business?
3: What um you I
1: mean? own Party Dreams Toledo. Okay. So we do... A lot. Um, we do um, <laughs> balloon decorations. We do yard signs, um, party decor for birthdays, showers. Um, and then recently this year, we've taken on wedding rentals. Oh, nice. So you can come rent all of your decor from us for your wedding um, for a low flat rate fee. Um, and it's much cheaper than buying it all. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about selling it afterwards. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. It's been going really well.
0: What made you want to do that? Was that something um, you did for somebody else?
1: It was a side hustle I had that my sister-in-law started. Okay. Um, she came here from Austria to marry his brother and had to get a work visa and was waiting on that but needed to make money. So mm-hmm. she started doing balloons and decorations and things. She's like, this is fun. You're creative. <laughs> you you should do it. And I'm like, I got two kids. I've got a full-time job. Like, I'm already ready to lose my mind. No. And I, no, 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 no. And then finally I was like, you know what I don't want to be in this job forever, yeah. like I don't want to work for somebody else forever. So, um, I gave a shot and it was something I could do on the weekends, and it didn't take away too much time. Uh, but then it, it just got bigger and bigger. Um, and finally in July, I was able to quit my full time job and do this full time, and it's yeah. been great. I absolutely love it. I can make my own schedule, I can be there when the kids need me to be there. Um,
0: do, do, do you ever think about, um, Look back and like, man, that was a scary and maybe stupid decision at that point, but I'm so glad I did it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean i I had wanted to quit my job for God,
0: not to insult your decision. No, probably. no, <laughs> I had wanted
1: to quit my job for a couple of years okay. at least. Um, it was just a very toxic environment all the mm. way around, and it was draining. And but the money was good, and good health insurance, and. You know, that's what the world runs on. Yeah, yeah, good money yeah. and health insurance. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, so I've been stuck in this hell just because I needed you those need, things. Yeah. And finally, I was like, you know what? If I don't take the jump, I'll never know. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, then I'll go find another job because I've got experience. I can get another job. So we did it. And it's been, what, almost five months now. Oh, nice. And mm-hmm. haven't looked back.
0: Nope. How, how involved are you, Lane, in this business?
2: Uh, I build everything she needs. Okay, nice. Yep. I also go with her to set up some intricate stuff for large bulk stuff. We just did a thing downtown for the Toledo.
1: Prometica. Prometica.
2: What's the name of it?
1: Uh, Prometica Night Lights or Night of Lights. Night of Lights. Okay. Um, so it's like on the weekends through December, you can go and see Santa and Laurel's Princess parties and they've oh. got like kind of a mini version of the Toledo Zoo Lights, um, but it's free.
3: Oh,
0: nice. So
1: you can go down there with your family. They've got food trucks and they've got hot chocolate trucks and you can check out the lights and have fun for free, yeah. basically. So we went and set up a couple of their tents for them and decorated them and um, it was a fun experience. I said, I mean, we worked together, but we were together all day for almost a week and I said, I actually had fun doing this. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a really good experience. We got along, we worked well together and yeah, yeah so... And that's, it's,
0: uh, that's awesome. It's, 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 uh, like I said, it's, it's scary, but, but to also be able to tell your kids, like, I did this, you know, yeah. like, we, we did this, we came together, here's what we did. And, and now look, you know, what we're doing. Yeah. You know? and, and I, I we, don't
1: think they're <laughs> quite old enough to understand, sure, yeah. you know, the hard work that we put in and things. Cause they're just always like, oh, you're always going, you're always doing something. <laughs> I mean, we never just sit still. It's always well, Dad's out in the garage working on another project, or <laughs> Mom's blowing up balloons, or you know, and they just know we're busy. But they <laughs> they also make comments that we're there after school, we're there when mm-hmm. they need them, and um, oh, we don't ever have to go to a babysitter, you know, yeah, which is nice.
2: I see, so. Jackson made a comment once about you know what what are you going to do with your children, or how how was it said? Something about what are you going to do. For your job or something like that. Well, I'll be home. Well, what are you gonna do at home? Well, someone's gotta be home with the kids, <laughs> like us, you know. Yeah. Or someone is always home, you know. And when yeah, yeah. when they're not, luckily we got grandparents to help us out and mm-hmm. whatnot. But um, we hope, just like your kids, see you coming down and doing this, mm-hmm. that it turns into something great for you. Yeah. And they get to see your hustle, your Ability to not stop doing it. Your you know, dad's down in the basement again talking to some people.
0: <laughs> you know? They, they both but, really, they do ask questions. And my daughter, yeah. she'll, she'll come on after this. She has, we call it the princess pod. Yep. Oh, well she'll throw it on. At, we throw it on at the end. But she really enjoys coming on. But she also That's loves cool. the spotlight. So Does she? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, so she can't have enough cameras you know, on her.
1: I can see Vivi doing that. Yeah. Our but, daughter takes showers and, and does a whole YouTube channel while she's taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> she's five.
2: <laughs> Yeah. She's got the rhetoric down. She'll sit yeah. there, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do today. And I don't know what she's doing in there. Yeah. But this is how you clean the glass or something like that. Yeah. And if you like it, make sure you smash that subscribe button down at the bottom. I mean, she's got the shit down. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: <gosh>. It's <laughs> that, so amazing how much they can pick up on all that stuff oh so God. fast, you know? And it's, and part of it is like, you know, my, I mean, you you came in, my son was playing video games and my daughter was on her iPad, but she's also playing with some Barbies and stuff. And yeah. like, uh, I think, and I, I, mean, I don't. I just parent how I parent, and how me and my wife parent. Mm-hmm. But we don't mind when they're on those devices um, for a couple of reasons. Is they're so involved in other stuff. Like if they want to yes. come home, and I mean, I set a limit on video games anyway. There's a timer; it shuts off when they're done. Um, but that's a, that's part of life now. Yeah. Yes, you it know? is. And I had video games growing up, but it wasn't as big as they do now. And to me. My son is very social, but he still gets social stuff from it because he's talking to his friends while he's playing video games. You know, mm-hmm. So I enjoy that, too, because he speaks to them so different than he talks to us. Does yeah. you know, And it's so, bro, 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 hey, bro. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, every once in a while, you know, my daughter's like, hey, bro, I'm like, I'm your dad. I'm, like, I'm not your bro. Okay. But, but I, I don't know how you guys feel about yeah. the screen time and stuff, but I... I, I like it because it's part of life now, and and like I said, they're super involved in other stuff, so they're always out doing stuff. They're not glued to those things.
1: Yeah, as long as they're physically active mm-hmm. in some sort of aspect, that's all we care about. And yeah. they're good. They're both involved in things, you know, outside of school. Plus, we have a great neighborhood where they go outside and oh, actually play that. together. Yes, yeah. You know, so if they want to wake up on Saturday morning and play on their iPad for a while, then mm-hmm. that's totally fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. For that's sure. a, the the neighborhood thing. Is I had that growing up. Had a lot of friends in my neighborhood. That's one reason we moved to this neighborhood. Is um, I wanted to live out. I wanted a little farm and everything. But she wants my wife wanted sidewalks. Which okay, you know that I understand with kids and everything. And we kind of compromised because I still have I, I raised ducks, so we have ducks oh, in our backyard. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. they give us eggs and stuff that we eat. <laughs> um, but the especially during COVID, that was like. A godsend to have kids around that they could just be outside. Yes. Go play outside. Yes. You know, and it only took a few few days to realize we can't just keep yelling six feet at them. You no, know? Yeah, no, right. we tried. So yeah. this is this is their bubble. These are the kids they're gonna play with from now until the end of time. Yes. yes. Just let them play. And they did and and we kept them outside. I think even even it's been two years. I think they've had a friend inside maybe a handful of times since yeah. since then, yeah. you know, because they got used to it. We're going to be outside right. or in the garage or set up a Lego table just on the porch so they can play Legos outside, yeah. you yeah. know. But I love that they have friends around the neighborhood.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he was the same way. He wanted to be out in the country. and yeah, same.
2: Like, it brings God. up a big question. Why is it? Because just about everybody I know, every guy I know, they, yeah. their dream, their idea is to have a house out in the country. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know whether it's just because I just can't stand people. <laughs> <laughs> so get the hell away from these neighbors that just annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. Or if it's I don't know what it is. Man's ability to pioneer. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to forage my own. I'm going to live yeah. on my own. Raise my family the way I want. Blah blah blah. But when it comes down to it, I grew up in a neighborhood with five or six kids running around. Mm-hmm. Gave me so many options, so many things to do. And I want the same thing for my kids, mm-hmm. so I can put off that dream. But you know, every father in the neighborhood. Yeah, we were, when we thought about moving in, we were going to move out in the country. <laughs> yeah. Or thought about building a house out in the country.
0: Yep.
1: And all the wives are like, "Nope, we got to yeah. be in a subdivision and have other kids around." And-,
0: mm-hmm. well, and it helped for us too. My my wife grew up three houses down, and her parents still live there. Oh, so cool. it's nice to have like every morning, um, my father-in-law walks the, the all. I think there's like, I know from this side of their houses, there's like four kids that walk to the bus. So he walks them all to the bus stop. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he picks them up every morning or every afternoon from the bus stop oh that 's cool, so it 's nice like to to have that there you know you said
2: yeah. he, your father in law walks immediately thought he walks my ducks every day <laughs> <No, laughs> so, no. didn 't know no, where that was going but no. that 's the first place my head went
0: no this is the kids
2: <laughs> well these fowl they need be, they need to be walked or they get temperamental and they make bad eggs and,
0: Nope, they, wow. they're perfectly happy back there. They do like to sleep under, well, they used to sleep under the shrubs around the, uh, the deck. Now they go under the deck for, for shelter. But oh. they have their own shelter and everything. They just like to be up near the house for whatever <laughs> reason. I don't know. But yeah, so it's, it's nice having family here. And, and yes. my parents live in Perrysburg too. So it's, it's mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow up with any of my grandparents in town. So it's nice that they're, they have That's two sets I of was. grandparents here.
1: We've got, his parents live an hour away, but they come once a week. Mm. No matter what, I mean, during COVID, they were mad because it was like the longest they've been. Two weeks. Two weeks. We weeks. kept yep. them away. <laughs> Only, you know, because we didn't know at that time. Yeah, and, yeah You know, yeah. it was scary. And uh, they're like, this is the longest we've ever not seen them. I'm <laughs> like, okay, okay, you can come
3: back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, some of our friends don't have that. And mm. they just look at us like, do you realize how lucky you are that yeah. your grandparents are all close and they want to be involved? And so yeah, it makes a difference.
0: It's nice having the. It's like uh, at the drop of a hat, like, hey, we got to go do this thing. Can you drop the kids off real quick? Yeah. yeah, you know, or whatever. You know, it's and my mother in law. When we had Mateo's ten now, when we had him, she retired to take care of him, so oh, we wow. didn't have to. Every morning we lived in Toledo. Every morning, my wife would drop him off, and on her way back from work, she'd pick him up and bring oh, him back sounds. home. So it was. It's nice having that here because it's you know, or to have just just yesterday at, at his basketball game, you know, to have eight people there, you know, cheering for him. Yes. you know, it's a, it's oh, a yeah. cool feeling, you know, to see that.
2: I'll say one question I wanted to ask you because you're a coach and because I like the way that you coached my son during mm-hmm. his baseball stint, <laughs> a very brief stint, <laughs> um, was, you know, how, how do you personally approach sports with your kids? Because I know i listened to one of your episodes and you talked about, you know, playing Pokemon with your son and mm-hmm. video games and things like that, and you're not, like, trying to pipeline the sports thing down. Yeah. And we know parents that, you know, they had kids basically to live vicariously through sure, them. yeah. And, you know, we don't force our kids into anything. We want them to be physically active. And they're <sighs> not just going to sit on their iPads. They're not just going to, you know, just be so virtual that that's all they grow up on and become yeah. socially awkward. And what we see nowadays with kids where they don't really talk, they got their head down, you know, all that shit that I cannot stand. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, how much do you, push or incentivize or reward or just kind of sit back and watch and wait for them to take the initiative to start a sport? Yeah. Or how does that work for you?
0: We, me and Andrea just collectively decided we're going to sign them up for everything. Hmm. They're going to try everything. Uh, if they don't like it, they don't have to continue to do it. Hmm. And the first thing that dropped off, which I didn't care, was soccer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they both tried it. Um, I think, I think my daughter would have been pretty good at it, but because her older brother stopped she yeah. wanted to stop
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, so and that was fine because they tried it and and mm-hmm. and we're all good, you know, obviously, the sport I would love my son to play is football because that 's what I coach <laughs> okay. uh, he 's a big kid he 's probably going to be six five um, so I want him to play football, and i wasn 't sure if that was going to be the case or not. He plays flag football, loves that mm-hmm. um next year 's tackle in at in the summer, he was kind of leery about it he wasn 't sure if he wanted to play. But this season was the first season he spent on the varsity f- sideline for Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. He was the water boy. And I think that changed his mindset. Yeah. Like, because now, like, hey, you ready to play tackle next year? And he, he was like, yeah, I wanna play. I wanna really? do this. Oh. Yeah. So, as far as we, we don't, we, I guess we force them to try it one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't like it, we'll let it go. But it, it, it's helpful because they continue to do stuff anyway. Like, right. you know, the year round stuff, my daughter does baton and gymnastics year round. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'm not worried about her. She hasn't even tried basketball or volleyball yet because she's not old enough. Yeah. But I think she's gonna like those. And again, I think it's just uh because I love sports, I want them to play sports. Yeah, yeah you for know. Sure. Um, but if they don't, I even told my wife, I go, man, we're gonna we're probably gonna have like a six five piano player or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, you right. know. If he wants yeah. to do that, if that's what he loves to do, then yeah. then, then then we'll be at his recitals, yes. you know, and yeah. we'll buy him the extra large piano or whatever we got to do to <laughs> yeah. get his legs under there. So. Yeah. You know, I I, uh, I enjoy watching them and it's fun. And as long as they're having fun, then they'll keep playing that's and we'll keep going. Yeah. But if not, then we'll, you know, I always tell kids, uh, you got to do something. You know, yes. I talk to junior high kids and ask, I want them to play football. I tell them clearly, I'm a football coach. I want you to play football. But I ask them, what do you do? Oh, I play soccer. Okay. That's in the fall. That's fine. Do something. Oh, I do wrestling or basketball. Okay. Well, that's in the winter. You can still play football. You know, I try yeah, to talk yeah. them into that stuff. But I always tell them at the end, as long as you're doing something, right? you know, I'll, I'll be happy with that.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, even with like baseball, you know, we wanted him to try it. He was really excited to try it. Then obviously he had a bad experience and wanted to quit right then. But we said, no, you signed up for it. You've Mm -hmm. got a team that's committed to you. You just need to finish it out. If you don't want to play after it's over, that's fine. But, you know, you got to finish it out. So I think that's important. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: The, Sports in general just are important. Whether mm-hmm. whether you're on a, a solo sport like a track or tennis or something like that, you're still doing something physical with other people. Mm-hmm. And if you can get involved in a team sport, you get to rely on other people. They have to rely on you. It's a it's a good moral valuing, you know, building system. I get it. Um and that's all we want for our kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's what everybody wants for their kids. Um like I said, we've seen the extreme end of it where you know, people basically breed children just so they can play sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You've got to find something that you like to do and maybe maybe not force your kids into doing something that they don't really want to do, but, but you want them to do it. And, yeah. you know, I hope my message here reaches across yeah. the city. And- yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, the the one thing I did, I didn't force them, but I kind of nudged harder than anything else, was video games because I, I love play, playing video games. I wanted... My dad to play with me, but he he didn't know anything about video games. Uh, I would even rent video because I asked him what kind of games do you like. He goes, "Oh, I like helicopter games." So I'd rent helicopter games so (laughs) he could play. You know, (laughs) so the one thing like when when he got old enough, I was excited. You know, we we just bought him an Xbox and uh, for his birthday, and I I was excited. So we play. He'll sit upstairs on his Switch with his headset on, and I'll sit down here on the headset, and we play Fortnite together. But it's it's like I because I, I wanted that, and he does ask me because he hey, Dad, can we play? Oh, we, I'm busy or doing this or whatever, which um, which I hate doing, but you know we got things to do, right. you know. But I I do that was the one thing I kind of like. Oh man, come on, you know, let, <laughs> like video games a little bit, and we'll you know, we can play. So it was it, that's the one thing I do I do enjoy because it is like me and him time where yeah. where yeah. we're just on our headsets and we can talk to each other, you know. Yeah. That's so cool. I'll yeah. say
2: then it's just a giant echo chamber of upstairs and downstairs, <laughs> bro, bro, <Yeah>. bro,
0: bro. <laughs> <laughs> although uh, Every once in a while, we'll be playing. He goes, Dad. Um, there's three of my friends are on, and we can only have four people on a team. I go, buddy, I'll go upstairs. You, you guys can play. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but he was uh-huh. all excited. I don't know if you, if your kids are playing video games or not. But he was all excited because the new Fortnite. There's a new map that came out or something, and he was all morning. He's been talking about it. Talk, <laughs> Dad. At ten o'clock, I can go on and play. I can play the new map. So he was showing me, he goes, Dad, look, here's the video. Come look at oh. it, you know. So it's, I love seeing him excited about things, regardless yes. of what it is. Sure. Yeah.
3: yeah, sure, yeah.
2: absolutely. Let's say we haven't really dove really too far into the the uh, video game world, just because it's they've got their their iPad at home, mm-hmm. and God, it's like a cornucopia of different games. It's like yeah. every five minutes, can I get this new game? Can I get this new game? <laughs> is it free? Yeah, yeah is it free? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So as long as we're not getting charged, go ahead. <laughs> So no, when I imagine, we haven't gone the Xbox route or the PlayStation route or anything where it's you know hand controls and stuff like that. He yeah. does have a switch, and he doesn't really know how to run it too well. Okay, and both of us are video idiots, so <laughs> um,
1: maybe we'll send him over here and yeah. he get a lesson. Oh, no, I play. I, <laughs> I, when
0: we got that a few a few years ago, um, I would he'd go up. We'd put the kids to bed, and then I'd sit on there and play video games, just sitting on the couch. You know, we tend we'll look at our phones or watch TV or something, but yeah, I, it's. I, I don't know. It's just one thing I really enjoy doing um, that, I, I mean, I still enjoy it. It's just time, yeah. you know, but it's, you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what I get out of it besides just being, just liking it. <laughs> like, no, no. you know what I mean? I guess. No, I look at it's it. I guess it's, fun. Fun. it's better than. Say,
2: it's something fun to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I look at it as a rabbit hole. My neighborhood or my neighbor has tried to get me into uh, gaming. You should get on. We're going to play this game tonight. Yeah. Be four or five guys of us. We're going to go in <laughs> and we're gonna kill some imaginary people. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun to me. But, you know, they're getting on at 11 o'clock at night. Some of them are yeah. staying up until 4 in the morning. Yeah. It's like, dude, I got to work. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the system has gotten smaller, and they don't do it that aggressively. But, you know, I could see myself just taking it in the whole different you know, realm as far as, uh, okay, well, Laney, you know, no more couch time tonight. <laughs> we, uh, I got games to play.
0: That That's the part I'm always scared about because my – my brother and mom were addicted to what they were addicted to. My grandma loved gambling. You know, if hmm. she could move around by herself, she'd probably still gamble. <laughs> uh, she loves that. So I'm always worried about, like, what, what am I going to be addicted to? Yeah. So, I, so I try not to, like, if something's getting, all right, right. You're it's four nights in a row you're doing this. Let's, you know, take a break. You know, I'm just, in, my, in the back of my brain, I'm like, there's something something I'm addicted to and I haven't found it yet or my brain yeah. hasn't latched onto it. So I'm hopefully it's like work or podcasting or something right. like that, you know? <laughs> Because it wasn't school, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Oh, no, I was not. I was not. I talked about it before here, but I was not a good good student in high school just because I didn't try. Yeah. Um, BG and Owens asked me to leave. Uh, a BG twice and Owens once. Oh. Uh, just because I wasn't getting good grades. Mm. Um, but I enjoy that story because I tell kids, like, hey, sometimes you graduate when you're 25 years old from Owens with a two-year degree, you know? So exactly. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's it, it lets them know, like, okay, it's... This guy, this coach that coaches me for that coached me for four years, that's what he did, and he seems like an okay guy. Right. So you know, right. Trying to get they, a different
2: message. Of- as long as you can get a uh, positive role model into their mind, mm-hmm. I mean, you could be the most exceptional coach, and they just remember that their whole life and yeah. look up to you. And you know, I, I'm a coal miner, you know. Yeah. It's what yeah. I do before I see you guys. But you look up to me like I'm a god, and I know everything and <laughs> been everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a coal miner. Or I, I wash dishes at the local. Restaurant or something like that, but you know that's what I really like about your story is that you you spend the time. It, it takes a lot of thought to come up with uh, pregame stories to inspire kids, mm-hmm. and I find I find that remarkable because that's you know I wake up. I used to wake up every morning and turn on Les Brown or this Eddie Pinero that we interviewed and just listen to their words and get pumped up for the day. Yeah, and to do that on uh, a kid level to where yeah. a kid. He had all this excitement, he did not know where to channel it, and then you come in and you just start telling him where to put his energy, how to how he should feel about getting ready for this game. And it's more than just the game. It's about your friend next to you or, you know, just something along those lines. So yeah. I really admire that. That's really
0: cool. Well, I appreciate that. I, I know I get I had two coaches in my life that really like lashed on that I latched on to. One was my dad. Who he coached my baseball team for like six years, and even to this day, he goes, "I didn't know what I was doing." Mm. <laughs> I he goes, "They needed a coach, and I was yeah. able to do it." And as we got older, I think the last year was my eighth grade year. Like he would even say, "Like, hey, what do you guys think? Oh. You know, should should we take this pitch out, or what should we do with the batter, or should we st-? like?" He would do all this stuff mm. and, and to to for, ask for our input because yeah. he knew he didn't know all the answers. Mm. And Coach Kriegel was really good at coaching his coaches as far as just letting them do what they need to do. He didn't get okay. super involved and coach Connors like that now too. Like he just lets us do. He tells us here's the time frame. um put get a little emphasis on this, but as far as how you do that, that that's you, you. You know. Mm. So I really enjoy that part of it. And coach Kriegel, uh I like listening to his pregame speeches. Um I mean, I coached with him for a while and was there so he like and I guess that happens, but he would recycle some, but the kids yeah. that that he said it to that was six years ago. So then right. I, they don't know. It's all new to them. But sure. I really enjoyed, like, hearing those things and, and seeing the emotion. And sometimes some of the things he talked about was his, his brother who passed away or his parents. And, you know, he could be emotional about it. And I think that's important, too. Like, oh, yeah. hey, kids, it's okay to, you know, to be upset about things, too, mm-hmm. or or to be excited or, or um, to be excited enough where you're crying about it or yeah. whatever, you know. But that's the worst part of every season is when, because if we don't win a state championship, then our last game is a loss in the playoffs mm-hmm. or, or wherever it's at if we make the playoffs. So then seeing kids cry afterward, yeah. you know, that's, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Right. But in my brain, also, I'm like, man, I'm glad they're able to show emotions in front of all these people, their yeah. friends and family. You they're know?
1: comfortable doing yes. that yeah. because of you guys. Yeah, it's,
0: it's important.
2: I'll say it's important too because then they'll remember that feeling. Mm-hmm. You want to feel like that again? Yeah. No, no you yeah. don't. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, you don't. You yeah. guys remember last year? Remember that feeling. Use that in your gut right now. Yep. Go back there, get that in your head. You want to feel like that again? Mm-hmm. We'll go out there and smack this team right in the mouth. then.
3: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's what happened. That's what helped with when we beat, beat Fairmont this year. Last year we lost to them forty-one to fourteen at home in the first round of the playoffs. This year we played them again and we beat them fourteen to nothing. And it was it, to see like, how the kids were like after like man this, it like it was it was my favorite game I've ever been a part of. And just to see them, because I know all the, all the smack talking they were doing on social media and stuff, <laughs> I just shake my head. But like to see them overcome what happened last year, yeah. and and to be able to feel the other way was was a good feeling. Just to watch them, well, anybody, I mean, I'm sure you guys like to watch your kids succeed. You guys like oh, to, yeah. have, You know, God, and all I'm, these, yeah. Say we're Thanks. suckers for that.
2: We yeah, watch. We got our, our daughters in dance, and Jackson plays tennis, and Jesus, you could almost tear up. <laughs> Just watching him win a sprint. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, kids, let's warm up. And he races the teacher and all <laughs> yeah. the students, and you can just see in his eyes, like, I'm going to win this sucker today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just turns on the jets, and you're like, oh, my God, that's just what I, <laughs> that's what I wanted for you. I just yeah. want you to feel that feeling. And yeah. it's the same thing with our daughter. I mean, she can bring tears to my eyes every time she does a performance, and she's mm-hmm. just doing these simple tap movements. And
1: But she gets so so into it, and you can see... The joy in her face when she does it yeah. you know and see i danced my whole life so watching her do something that i'm so oh, passionate yeah. about is yeah. like i just talking about it will make me cry but yeah, yeah it's 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 awesome just to watch her
0: it, every little thing and, and my dad always told me this he goes i always underestimated you guys and i think it's because mm. parents know their kid the best right but you also don't know everything and he goes. I always underestimated you. I never. Like, he would tell me. I didn't think you're gonna be as good as football player as you were, or <laughs> or my brother, or my sister, a softball player, and like all these things. Or you know, my other sister was. She was really smart, got really good grades. He goes. I just underestimated you guys all the time. <laughs> and I do that like not necessarily do it, con- sub, you know, subconsciously yeah. with my kids. Like, oh my gosh, she can twirl a baton like that now. You know, right. all these new things. You know, and then the further you get away from it, like during football season, I don't see my daughter twirl because I don't take her to practices because I got my own. Yeah. So it, I'll go four months without seeing her and then and then i see her i'm like oh my gosh you got so much better how did that happen (laughs) yeah
1: (sighs) well that's like us just going to conferences at school and hearing Mm. the teachers talk about our kids and we're like i mean we feel like we know them we know they do good in school but to hear them talk about how amazing they are and how smart they are you're just like
3: oh really
2: (laughs) well you're you're surprising the hell out of us because we get them when they come home and we have to direct them everywhere where they can't make their own damn decisions and (laughs) Jeez. Why
0: are you constantly screaming? Yes. Anyway? Why are you
2: making these weird sounds? Do you do that at school? <laughs> you just,
0: what is wrong with you? That is a phrase. It's like, would you ta- would you say that to your teacher? Yes. Like, why do you say that to us? You know, although I did see something. That, I think I said it on this podcast before, where um, if your kid goes to school or goes to a friend's house and their parents or your teachers say, hey, they're really well behaved. They do this, please and thank you, all this stuff, and then they come home and they're monsters, and you are like, why are you that like that there? They do that there because parents you're parenting them correctly and they come home and they feel like they can express their emotions and they yes. feel like they can do all this stuff at a safe place yeah. you yeah. know so it's it's you know you do get frustrated you're like just be that right. all the time <laughs> yeah right why do well, we gotta I, deal I mean, with you when you explode yeah, yeah. but yeah. we're not like
1: that all the time sure, so, sure yeah you know yeah.
0: you got, you got a, a work brain and a home brain and oh, a yeah. work mouth and a home brain. Right? Oh, yeah. He'll go.
1: Oh, he'll listen to me take a work
0: call and i will go, Wow, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my wife used to be on call 24 7 and she'd get calls at 3 in the morning, wake oh, her up, wake oh, me God. up. And and she'd go, uh, Centralized Intake, this is Andrea. I'm like, Andrea, it's 3 in the morning. <laughs> I would be like, Hello, what are you, what? what are you, who is yes. this? Yes. Who the hell but, is this? But she clicks it on right away. I'm like, wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, thank God she doesn't do that anymore. That was. <laughs> I that felt is, bad for her. Awful. I could go back to sleep, but she'd had to get up, get on her computer, oh, wow. um, do you know, get move people around to different facilities and stuff, and yeah. I'll say
2: there are some people that enjoy that, but I think we we got so much of it in the jobs that we had prior to the self employment and the things mm-hmm. we do now. That when I hear like, for instance, we were setting up downtown, and there's people walking walking through the park,
1: and like executive people, executive and-
2: people, you know, and they're yeah. talking business stuff, and you know, one guy walks past and says, "Oh, hey, Bill." Yeah, you know, forever, whatever. Yeah, he says, uh, you know, I I ran this by Steve, and I think we're gonna go ahead, and we're gonna we're gonna do my original idea that you saw in the PowerPoint presentation. Just started using all these, you know, business language. Yeah. I'm over there just seething. And <laughs> God, I can't stand that shit. I mean, <laughs> you know that that backwards talk that mm-hmm. that I don't know that.
1: Let's circle back.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's let's circle back. I'm gonna reach out to you. Just just. You yeah, know the business, just the lo-
0: phrases, Just yeah. the
1: lingo, and oh, that it makes me
0: cringe. <laughs> That's why I like working. So I, I work for, like I said, before, I think I said it here, or before I can't remember. But I work for the Metro Parks, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm a supervisor at Pearson Metro Park and Howard Marsh. So I spend some time uh, in the office more than I would like, but I also get to be outside and talk to my yeah. guys, and so I I get both of that, um, which which is, I think I I think it's good because I got to learn how to do some of that stuff sometimes. You know, yeah. I try to I let people know like you can't always be in it it's you try to be yourself all the time um but sometimes you got to fake it to go to this spot too if you if, oh, you, yeah. if this is where you want to be over on this side then you got to navigate those waters carefully and then hopefully while you're doing that these people understand who you are right. and it, or you can open up a little bit more but it's such a tough conversation to have. I spend my whole life being like, "Hey, be you, be you, be <laughs> right. you." Yeah. Sometimes don't though. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Right. You know, but it it's tough it's lessons true. to learn. You know, because if if I were me, one hundred percent, which I'd like to think I am, um, but that little two percent has helped me get to where I got to be. Um, the the more percentage you can be you, the better, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Know? But it's so difficult to.
2: And I think that's <laughs> that's that. what makes me cringe when I hear that language. Is you you see, like you just said. Mm-hmm you've got to pretend to be this way mm-hmm. for X amount of your day. And I feel like those people just totally lose themselves. And that trying to impress people and trying to say the right thing all the time, be p- politically correct and, you know, consider everyone's feelings and thoughts and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, yeah. And not be yourself and not really get your two cents. Cause you, you're trying to climb, climb that corporate ladder. Yeah. You know, good on those people who want to live that life. It's just not for me. Well,
0: that's got to be hard to do it eight hours or ten hours. It would be exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I just had a conversation with my wife saying I'm pretty good now because people know who I am. Uh, Basically, um, I talked to our my boss left, so we we, I don't have a boss. Uh, He's the new director of the Wood County Parks. so our boss's boss, our, our chief of operations, I talk to him. I say, "Here's here's what I'm doing. Here's the plan. Here's and and I'm getting pretty good at telling people like, here's what I want to do. I don't care what you what you have to say about it, unless right. you're going to help me with some money, then right. we'll, we can talk about it. <laughs> but I I have plans, and here here are my plans, and I can articulate them without coming across as needy or jerk or whatever. You yeah. know, like here's here's what I want to do. You know, and I think it's important to to find those lines. Um, but I also get to do this, and I get to. Talk with, with my guys when I'm out in the field doing stuff and talk to my office mate how I, how be me 100% because they know yeah. who I am, you know? Sure. But it's so I, luckily for me, I don't have to be, you know, pretend, yes. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's draining. I mean, oh, it's, God. you know, my, my, my mom talked about it with my brother who pretended, you know, to not be a drug addict and that's awful. Wow. And to think about and just lying about stuff and and trying to cover your lies about things and my, my, I think my, my parents are like, that's probably the worst part of it. I mean, right. You have to live all these lives. And because, because, I mean, we all knew what you were doing, yeah. you know, but it's, it's tough to, to be fake. You know, that's why it's, I, to me, it seems easy to be real. Right. Um, but it, it is a hard thing. I'll say, but today in this
2: day and age, it's hard to be real anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, because so many people you're afraid are afraid of
1: offending somebody. Yeah,
2: yeah. Some, yeah. so yeah. many people know. are just sitting there waiting. Oh, you're going to say something, and I'm just going to go off, and yeah. then there's going to be 16 people that agree with me because they don't have anything better to do. And so it's yeah. it's hard to be yourself, but if you can do it in such a way to where you don't have a sh- don't give a shit yeah. about yeah. you know the repercussions that come with it and. Like I said, going going back to our podcast idea, I think that's where we have to eventually go. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it. Whether you've got a certain filter that you feel like you you need to have when you're doing your podcast, we still I, I I think we still have this kind of filter on us that you know a lot of people we know still listen to this, so we can't say this, that, and the other.
1: Like we don't put political views out there yeah. or yeah things like that. But we had a guest on that; just the conversation kind of went. A different direction, and we started talking about abortion and, like, all. And I was like, "I'm getting really uncomfortable here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should be putting our viewpoints out there." And yeah. say, it's fine, it's fine. But what is yeah. it? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: no, I, I don't. I don't feel that way here. Uh, I do feel that way when I'm talking to when I'm coaching football yeah. or even like posting online because I know. And I, and I had a friend tell me, like when you post stuff online." aren't you afraid other people are going to see it and they're not going to let your coach or do this thing or, or whatever you want to yeah. do? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but um, if you look at me, I'm Hispanic. I told him, I go, there's already people I, I can guarantee there's already a person that doesn't like me coaching their kid just based on the way I look. Right. I go, so none of that matters to me how what I say. Now, the thing that matters to me is I want to stay coaching And I want to be because I know I have an effect on kids and I Mm -hmm. want to be able to give speeches and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that I have to navigate carefully because I love coaching and I think kids get something out of it. Uh, I probably get more out of it than they do. So I love coaching. I want to be able to do that. So I got to carefully walk a line of being able to spread a message, but not getting parents mad. Um, So that's tough, too. Um, Let's say, what are you what
2: are you afraid of? What, um, when you're preparing that stuff, what are you thinking?
0: So, so it's not even more the pregame speeches. It's it's side conversations I have with kids. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have a lot of minority um, uh, families in general in mm-hmm. Parisburg. And then when you when you bring into the football, there's not a lot of uh, minorities that are playing football. So I try to latch on to those kids because I know how they. I grew. I moved to Paris when I was 14. Okay. And I knew how it felt living in Parisburg, Um And so I try to latch on to those kids and and try then to get them to open up to me like you know, it's okay if you feel this way. Let me know, you know, what's going on. Or I just want to, for me, it's uh, better or worse. For me, it's a racial base because I know how I felt and I want them to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I want them to feel comfortable coming to me, uh, living in in a predominantly white city. um, So let them know if they have problems that they can come to me. So sometimes just saying messages based on that, like I'm afraid parents are going to say something about it, you know. But um, I'm getting better at it. Um, I got. I asked to speak at. I, I forget what it is. What it's called. I got to look it up. But the the high school is doing something that is about race and and minorities and stuff. And I asked if I could speak at it, and they they said yes. So now I just now they're like, okay, well, give us slides and stuff that you prepared. I told was like, I don't <laughs> have stuff prepared. <laughs> so it's I got yeah, I got to reach yeah. out to see like what they're looking for. But I want to do stuff like that so people understand when their kids. When I'm coaching their kids, this is his background, and this is yeah. what he's going to yeah. talk about. So the more people understand what I'm doing, then it's, it lessens that.
3: It's when... in,
2: in in this society, I feel like there's becoming less and less bigotry, despite what the media is pumping mm-hmm. out there to try to divide everybody and things like that. I think kids especially, they grow up not knowing or not even no. caring yeah. who their friends are. You know, mm-hmm. They'd be Indians, Hispanic, yeah. uh, black kids, you know. Mm-hmm they might describe them to you as, you know, the black kid in, in class because they don't know how to yeah, describe yeah. them, but they're not looking at them like...
1: They're any different. They're any different. Mm-hmm. It's just
2: like our, our daughter got a couple of, you know, I love you cards from friends, and yeah. one of the girls' names, she said, I don't really know how to pronounce her name. It was an Indian girl. Okay, yeah. And yeah. she's like, and we call her something or another because it's short for her whole name, and it's like kids don't do that. So hopefully this trend continues yeah. that... yeah you know that that people just don't look at color they don't look at skin color they don't mm-hmm. look at the way a person acts or anything like that they just the kids are our future that you know that that mm-hmm. cheap saying but <clears throat> i just feel like the the kids nowadays just i hope that grows and continues to grow with them cuz yeah. that that'll lead all, all of us to a better society i think so too yeah, yeah, yeah. so and
0: we and we try to tell my kids like Yes, look. You know, I think it's important. I saw uh, Eman, Emmanuel Acho, who used to play football for Texas University of Texas, and he was in the NFL for a little bit. But he's on TikTok a lot and does speeches and talks to police and a bunch of people. But he said, you know, um, I like that. I'm I'm different, and my family's different. You know, uh, and I let my kids. I tell my kids understand these these we when we go to meet Menapas, we eat this kind of food. You know, and and they can tell their friends about it. Um, but also, I think it's important like uh to acknowledge that people look different because the more they can be aware of how people are it doesn't change what they are inside mm-hmm. you know even emmanuel acho said if you if you um just say everyone looks the same or everyone is the same or whatever then when some when someone does come when one of my kids comes across that someone is racist then they don't know, then they're just going to assume everybody else is racist right. because they don't know that everyone's <laughs> yeah. different you know and i don't want that and i don't want people to be afraid <laughs> of people who look different so just just know that it's okay to look different you yes. know just you do, but you treat them the same as you would treat anybody else well, yeah. It would
1: be a boring world if we were all the same Yeah I mean uh, that's yeah. what makes everybody special
2: Yeah, yeah But it also annoys the hell out of the rest of us Who have to deal with the people that are fake And you know, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah We're all different but you know That that girl to, came up to me and said you know Oh my gosh we should get lunch <laughs> You don't mean that You don't, I mean don't like, want to get lunch yeah. with me This is how I'm different from you And I guess <laughs> you just made my day a little spicier you, got- <laughs> you just stirred up a little emotion <laughs>
3: So,
0: uh, well, is I yeah. I would love to keep this conversation going. Um, I do, we had to get to a parade though this morning. Oh, my, yes. my kids are mm-hmm. in the Perrysburg parade. Oh, really? oh, are they both in of it? them? Yeah, Mateo's student council, Lillian's twirling the baton. Cool, so cool. um, we got to get to that. But, um, I would love if you guys want to come back on sometime. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's again, this was a good one because it's just conversations. It's yes. Just, it, it makes it easier for me to, to not have to steer the conversation all the time. Um, Absolutely. so it was. It was I, I enjoyed this podcast very much. Oh, it our, we did, too. Our pleasure. It was yeah, was great. so was fun. So, uh, again, say your podcast name. I'll put it in the show notes, too, so people can find it let people know.
1: Yeah, we are All The Things with Lane, L-A-N-E, and Laney, L-A-N-I. And we're on every place you can find a podcast. So. Awesome. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thanks again to my guest, Laney and Lane Bidlack, for being on the podcast today. Check them out on their podcast all the things with Laney and Lane uh, it was it was a good conversation just what I wanted just what we talked about it's good to have uh conversations about whatever whatever pops in the pops into our minds it uh it it's more it's comfortable it, it felt real comfortable just and uh, you know I, I've I met them a few years ago and I had <laughs> I had forgotten that I coached their son in our baseball one of our baseball leagues but uh so it's great having them on and it was an awesome conversation. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It means the world to me if we can get this podcast off the ground and running. You don't have to share the whole, all the episodes, just share one you like. Uh, one podcast, uh, if you share one, could turn into a subscriber down the road. So any little bit helps. Uh, my, my Gmail is the nerdballpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on all the social medias Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find me at Twitter at the Nerdball Pod. Instagram is the Nerdball Podcast, and Facebook is a page at the Nerdball Podcast. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cut of Fish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.